(laughs) Hey, I'm Sherry. And I'm Marty. Tired of hearing bad news everywhere you turn? Well, we are. We're taking a little journey back to simpler times. Come along for the ride as we share some of our fun childhood memories. Might even jog some of your memories, too. Mm, I don't know, Marty. My memory lane is like a cul-de-sac these days. Hey, that is not going to stop us. Come join us for Just Just Jiggle Jiggle the Handle. Hey, Sherry. Hey, Marty. You know what I thought would be fun? If we maybe talked about things that happened at recess. Oh, wow. Good idea. Yeah. I just had a, I don't know, the blacktop came into mind and recess and all the interesting things that happen on the yard. Yeah. I'm looking forward to hearing your stories because many of mine didn't (laughs) involve the blacktop because I was a a sports dud. No. You know, sometimes you hear these stories about how poor Timmy didn't get picked for the team or he was the last, who was always the last one who got picked. Well, that was me. Well, I don't know why. I wasn't very good. (laughs) (laughs) Children can be cruel. Well, I didn't have older brothers and sisters to play sports games with, and um, it showed. (laughs) Wow. I did not know that about you. Yeah. Well, I just, the thing that came to mind, I mean, we did all kinds of things and we had, and everything on the schoolyard was deadly, right? Like the jungle gym was metal and there was like this bar thing that you could hook your leg around and swing around. And, you know, you, you probably cleared it by two inches as you got taller, you know, on the asphalt and, but you know, those kinds of things are funny, but just all the rules on the, on the schoolyard, like we had the most prestigious job on the yard was the ball box monitor. And that was the person that was in charge of all those big dodgeballs and things that we played with. And and it was a big deal to be the ball box monitor, but I don't think um, I've ever heard that term before. Really? I don't know that we had one. I wonder if that's a West coast thing. Oh, and there's something. And then we only had one ball. (laughs) (laughs) Did you guys have um, the rings? Like it was, Metal like rings. you would hang from them and swing. Yeah, from them? and you had yeah, and you had to go. It was really hard to do, and and like the goal was to like you'd blister at the beginning of the season because you know it's metal on your little hands, and then by the end of the first semester, you had like these really nice calluses that had developed, and um, yeah, I was really good at the rings. I I thought I was going to be I you know I thought that there might be a vocation for ring spinner or whatever we were called. But alas, it was uh, not an Olympic event. It was not something that I could, you know, use as a job when I got older. But um, you couldn't even put that on your resume, I'm guessing. No, no. But tetherball. Yeah. So I, I thought it would be fun if we shared stories of what we did on the yard, but you clearly weren't having fun doing the physical things. So I don't even remember. I'm sure I must have tried the rings maybe once and I don't remember ever doing them. How about tetherball? I don't even know what that is. That's where there's a pole and then there's a string and there's a ball, a very hard ball that's connected at the end of that string. And you like socket with your hand and the goal is to have it spin around the pole. That's how you win. But you kind of volley back and forth. You hit it and then you're whoever you're playing with. You can play by yourself too, but... Nine times out of 10, when you're playing it with somebody else, you get smashed in the face with it, which is, again, another deadly uh, Good piece of equipment on the yard. Yeah. But I want to hear, <laughs> what the heck were you doing at recess? Exactly. Well, <laughs> I 
do remember starting a French club. Somebody gave me, I wanted to learn French. I have no idea why I was like, what, second, third grade or something. And I wanted to learn French and I don't know what inspired that. But somebody gave me a book of learning French for third graders or whatever. And I started a French club and I had a few people who joined in and we would practice. And I'm sure I've already gone over what my accent was like back then. It may be bad now, but back then it was bonjour. Yeah, I think we got it, you know. So <laughs> we met every recess for a while, but I think it petered out after a while when we got up to page like five, maybe. And how um, many people were in the club? I don't remember. There was, I think, Jane Callahan and, you know, I think maybe three of us. Mm. Not a big club. Twa. And they, they really didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Would you call me? <laughs> I don't know that I learned much French there, but I was still still want to learn one day. <laughs> yeah, well, it's good to have goals and dreams. And uh, did you? Well, shoot, you might have been the person that had this. Now that I'm going to ask this, now that I know that you were one of the people that didn't get picked to play things, are you aware of cooties and what's involved in that whole thing? I was aware of cooties, but you didn't have them. I may have and was safely unaware. <laughs> <laughs> you, were, you were a carrier, perhaps, but didn't know. Perhaps. You know, uh -huh. if you look around you and three out of four people are insane and, and everybody <laughs> around you normal, you think maybe it's me. It didn't occur to me that I might be the one with cooties. I don't really remember much about them except... I knew they were bad, but I didn't know what to do about them. Did you have well, prevention was, well, techniques? Well, it was more of a, yeah, absolutely. And I don't know why they made sense. They totally made sense at the time. But now as an adult, looking back at the preventative measures we had to prevent you from having cooties, it, none of it makes sense. But the first thing is, is it was kind of a, a game of tag. So whoever was it would chase other people. But when they caught you, I think they were going to give you cooties. And so what you had to do is, before they somebody tagged you, you would lick your finger and then wipe it on the bottom of your shoe and hold your finger up, your index finger, and you would say, I resign. And somehow you couldn't get cooties if you did that before the person touched you. Now, I don't know why resigning, because it sounds like you're leaving the game, but you weren't. But somehow that kept us. And then, of course, somebody could give you a cootie shot. And I we don't have video here that our listeners would be able to see. But I could show you how to administer a cootie shot if you needed to. If you if you if that ever comes up, just let me know because I know how to do that. Gosh. I'm qualified. So it may no one's too old to get cooties, I would think. Yes. We should uh we should have a lesson. Yeah. Uh, well, I think safety problems. is the best, you know, yeah. measure. But now did you have to lick your finger and then uh, wipe your shoe every time somebody I mean, was this a an ongoing thing or did you have to step out of the game at the point that you were had resigned? Was this No, you still you still got to play, but now you were immune. Now the person who was it wouldn't even go after you because they had no power. They couldn't you couldn't. So what did you do at that point if you had I don't know, resigned? you ran around, I guess, until the bell rang. I don't remember. <laughs> um and, and who decided who got cooties? I think well, you had to get tagged. And mm -hmm. so and then if you didn't know the preventative measures, then of course, you would get cooties when the person got you. But but when you'd get together with the group of friends that you were going to play with, you would say, not it, not it. And, who, you know, it was kind of a musical chairs kind of a thing where 
the last person that didn't say not it, they they started out, they were the one that had to chase everybody. So I don't know. It was much more fun at the time than it's than I'm describing. I think <laughs> I'm not doing it a, a very good service. But and you just so you didn't play dodgeball or were you the I, recipient? I remember playing I literally remember playing dodgeball once. I that's all I remember. So I must not have done well to only have one memory of it. But we I, I as I say, I kind of thought of other things. I got everybody to do, get everybody. I, we had a group of maybe five who would put on the Ed Sullivan show at recess. Off the blacktop, there was a dirt area that went back to some woods and along the side of the yard was a hedge. And each of the hedges led to someone's back of their house. And there was one hedge that was sort of open with a kind of a doorway cut into the hedge. And we would use that as our proscenium. And Robin Robinson would be Ed Sullivan. And she'd say, on tonight, we have a a really big shoe. And each of us would perform some talent. And mine... I had read, you know, did y'all get the scholastic books? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I just, I would order tons of them. I read a lot as a kid. And I read a biography about Jenny Lind, who was an opera singer, a young girl opera singer at like the turn of the uh, 20th century. And I thought, oh, I want to be Jenny Lind. That sounds cool. And so I secretly had this desire to be an opera singer. That was my dream. And I didn't tell anybody because it was the biggest secret I had. I didn't even tell my parents. I didn't tell anyone. But in the Ed Sullivan show, I would that would be my talent. And I would do this little aria that I would make up on the spot, which I thought was fantastic and would surely get me discovered didn't seem to happen in the dirt part of the recess yard. Nobody discovered me there, but I figured if we kept up the Ed Sullivan show long enough, it could happen. Maybe even the person who owned the house where the little cut through in the hedge was, maybe they'd hear me. You never knew. And I don't remember what the other talents were, but, you know, somebody might have done a dance or, you know, a magic trick or something like that. We had a whole group that did a show at recess just for ourselves. Nobody else was paying attention. They were playing dodgeball or whatever. Yeah, but that's so fun that you guys were doing that. I mean, you were showbiz before you were even <laughs> knew you were going to end up in showbiz. That's great. It's I it would, God, it'd be great to have uh video. Mm. Yeah, oh, you yeah. know, to I mean, it would be so much fun to see that. There's so many times where I am very thankful that we didn't have video cameras back then because now in my mind, we were just it was amazing. I've now, yes, you're right. It would have a whole different interest. Yeah, to see that yeah. little version of you, you know, that hadn't been pummeled, subjected pummeled to the by the business. yeah, exactly <laughs> right. Yeah, unjaded little thing. That's great. Well, the other thing that was, um, and we all did it when the bell rang. Everybody freezes. Do you? Did you guys do that? No. And I think it was a way for like the the noon aides or the I don't I think that's what they called them the the yard teachers or the and and it was usually one of the room teachers you know she lost her lunch not literally but she <laughs> her lunch time and she had to watch us kids on the yard but you had to freeze so wherever you were and so ball you know everyone would freeze like 
I don't know. It, it seemed like something on Batman or something, you know, you yeah, and everybody would make a face and a weird thing, but you had to hold it until the yard teacher, the noon aide would blow her whistle and then everybody could get back to class or whatever and get your balls back to the ball box monitor. But it was just, that is so I don't know, fun. it was just funny. It was great. <laughs> I wish it's this kind of thing I wish I had thought of and organized, but I'm very impressed that your teachers put that together because that's hilarious. Yeah, it was their way to control the crowd, I guess, you know, and if only a whistle could, you know, Freeze. control control <laughs> crowds like, oh, like yeah. it used to, you know, <laughs> that was it. But it was fun. Yeah, we liked it. Except if it rained then and you had... I'm sure your weather was was much oh, yeah. more yeah. inclement than ours, but we played games at lunchtime, right? I mean, you'd eat, you'd get your lunch out of the cloakroom and then you'd we'd eat it in the classroom and we'd play games. We played Heads Up 7 Up and we played King Chase Queen. Do you know either of those? No. Do tell. Well, heads up, seven up is you had to put your head down on the desk and you put your hand with your thumb up in the air. And then somebody, I guess you, everybody had to put their heads down first because then the teacher would choose somebody to be the person that would walk around and wow, how funny. I remember most of this, but they had to, they would touch you on the hand or something, but they would, I think you would be out of the game. And then, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Perhaps they're, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe about there's that a reason one. I don't remember. Well, I'm going to have to look that up because now I want to know. So that was Heads Up, Seven Up. And then there was King Chase Queen, which you put an eraser on your head hmm. and the a girl would put an eraser on her head and not the chalk side, the, the other <laughs> side, so you wouldn't get it in your hair. And then you had to balance it and walk around the room while a boy chased you. Probably would be not legal. They would not know this now. Yeah. Yeah. But it was. And what happened when he caught her? I don't remember. Isn't that funny that I don't remember what happens later? That probably is very significant in my life why I've blocked out <laughs> what happens and at the, the end. The queen but... never got to chase the king. Queen chase. Yeah. Yeah. You did. It oh, was good. called King Chase Queen, but yeah, you would switch. So, oh, you, good. You know... I feel better now. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't really know what, what you got at the end of it, hmm. except, I don't know, maybe maybe whoever wins has to share their Cheetos with you or something. I don't know. But This is so odd. I have no memory of what we did when it rained. And it, it did. It rained there. Well, some people would go like in the gym, like yeah, all we the kids had would a go gym. in the gym. Yeah. But I don't remember us doing that. You just stayed in your own classroom and hmm. you just ate your lunch and you played stupid games that apparently have no end. <laughs> And that's what I remember from recess. <laughs> good and, memories. Yes. Yeah. Good memories. Oh, I did have one other thing I remember with my friend Leah Beyer. We thought this was the coolest thing ever. At the back of the dirt field, or kind of grassy dirt, furthest away from the school were, were some woods. And there was a, yet another little kind of opening in the trees and the hedges. And we planted cherry seeds. And we just knew by grade six, we were going to have a cherry tree that would just have lots of cherries all over. We had this fantasy. However, I'm quite sure because it was used as a pathway into the woods, you know, anything that grew there would have been stomped to smithereens. We didn't quite think about that, why we would plant it in the middle of the pathway. But it was sort of something to look forward to. 
Yeah. That never happened. (laughs) I know. But as a kid, you think, well, I'm going to plant the seed and it's going to grow. And of course, there's always a, at least when I was growing up, there was always an adult to tell you why, yeah, it's never going to happen. Or, (laughs) you know, do you have any idea how long it's going to take for that tree to grow and become mature before it bears fruit? But in your, in your little mind, you think it's going to, you know, yeah, by next summer, we're going to have cherry pie. I do remember going back years later just to see, just to see. And of course, the whole grounds had been redone and there was no little alcove in the trees and the hedges into the wood. You know, it was totally different. So I can only hope that my cherry tree got transplanted somewhere. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just another dream that has been dashed. Crashed. Yeah, just dashed and crashed. Crashed and crashed. (laughs) I don't remember... There must have been teachers on the recess yard. I don't remember that at all. I don't remember teachers super. Were they perhaps in your Ed Sullivan show? Were they stagehands? I don't think they even came to see our Ed Sullivan show. That's why I probably have no memory of them. But that's not, I mean, clearly you were no threat because they would have, they didn't want people, at least at our school, they didn't want you off doing other things. They wanted you where they could see you Hmm. and they wanted you engaging in these deadly, uh, jungle gym activities. So. I kind of think maybe we weren't as supervised or weren't as organized, I should say. It mm. seemed sort of more like a free-for-all. How many people were in your town in, in Lynchburg? How, uh, is it a, I'm like. It's, it was probably at the time, maybe about 75,000 or something like that. Oh, pretty little. Oh, I, I'm thinking to myself, that's pretty big. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, yeah, coming from Los Angeles, that sounds a little so. But was your elementary school like where everybody went? I mean, it no, was... there were a few elementary schools. Yeah. We, we were the good one, though. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and I went to Garland Rhodes School. It was named after two Southern Civil War generals. I don't think we have one of those schools anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I went to Kittredge Street School and then we moved when I was eight, middle of second grade. And then I went to Coldwater Canyon Avenue School. Hmm. So, so no, no uh, Civil War generals there. It's just street names. No, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't until we got to junior high and high school that schools were named after more famous people. These were just named after the streets they were on. It was quite simple back then. <laughs> Simpler so, times. Yes. That's right. That is it. Well, wow. Those were some sure fun recess stories. <laughs> I wish I had better memory. Yeah, it got cold there. So we must have done stuff in the wintertime. I mean, you know, how many Ed Sullivan shows could we have possibly put on because it would rain and it would snow there? But in but because it rained and snowed so much, did kids go out in it anyway? Like maybe we were more babied because we didn't really have any weather. And so... Well, I remember waiting outside when we would get there early, you know, dad would drop us off on his way to work and we had to wait outside. And it was cold and we had to wear dresses. Girls didn't wear pants. I remember starting off the day frozen. You couldn't wear, could you wear tights underneath them or? We didn't. I don't remember anybody wearing, I mean, I didn't wear tights. And did you have to do the thing where you have to get on your knees to make sure that your dress? No, I don't remember any of that uh, in elementary school at all. I do remember in junior high that the girls would measure the dress length. How do I say this? 
non-visually. You wanted the length of your dress to come to your top knuckle of your middle finger. As you held your hand down against Mm. your leg, Mm -hmm. you wouldn't want it longer and they didn't want it shorter than the top knuckle where your top knuckle hit your... What if you had really short arms though? Well, you, you know, you were popular. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) but you would be in compliance because you're well I don't remember if that was the I honestly don't remember if that had anything to do with the school I just remember for the girls that's what we wanted you know that's how we would measure where we would have the dresses hemmed or better yet how you'd roll up the top of your skirt which was more likely right yes because who got their clothes altered back then not us gee no no of course not (laughs) Well, I'll tell you one thing. If I had been wearing mini skirts in elementary school, I definitely would not have been playing dodgeball. <laughs> that would have been more entertainment than anybody on the schoolyard deserved, I think. Yeah. But instead of the Ed Sullivan show, you could have like a burlesque show, be a whole other... Boy, that could have launched a different career yeah. path altogether. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about naps <laughs> and how we should have naps as adults. Yeah. You know, what a good idea it was as adults. I think we should have recess. As adults, I think we need to reincorporate recess in our adult lives. Interesting concept. You could knock around that tether ball and I could go sing an aria for Ed Sullivan. Yeah. Take out a couple of my coworkers with a dodgeball. Oh, that that I think we got something. <laughs> All right. Recess for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You uh you put the business plan together on that and I'll 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 help you launch oh, it. I have to make progress on the recess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How ironic. Okay. Oh dear. All right. Well, it's almost time for the bell to ring. So let's let's get to class. Head out. <laughs> yeah. We hope listening to this podcast gave you a little recess from the crazy world out there. Our Just Jiggle the Handle Facebook page can't wait to hear your recess stories. Subscribe to our podcast so you can join us for the next exploration into the memory cells of Sherry's and Marty's brains. All you have to do is just, just jiggle, jiggle the, the handle. handle.